Rajni, what's wrong? Tom, I have a script and I don't know what to do with it. Should I burn it? Feed it to my cat? You need some writer's group therapy. Hello, and welcome to Writer's Group Therapy. I'm Tom. And I'm Roshni. We're writers helping writers. Are you ready for your session? The doctors are in. So it is fellowship season and contest season, and I know you've applied for a few and landed in a few, and I'm busy applying and stuff now. But I saw an interesting article, and it kind of sparked something in my head from a long time ago in my songwriting days. Should you apply to contests and fellowships if it means you're signing away your creative control and or your rights to your projects? That's a really important question because I had that happen last year when I was in the PlayStation Emerging Filmmaker program. They uh, required you to sign a release form and an option agreement to participate in the, uh, to, in the top 10 finalist level because while you were doing the program, they didn't want you to go out and sell your script to somebody else because they were, if you made the top five, they would actually be making the pilot for the show. So there was a little bit of hesitation there uh, because if you actually did make the top five, um, great, they'd make your pilot. But then it also stipulated like how much you would get paid. And it was not like union level type stuff. And so you're, you're kind of, you know, participating in a contest, but you're also making a business arrangement. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, if you had made the top five, would they then own the rights to that idea and anything that you filmed with them beyond that, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah, they would have. Yeah, they would own the rights and they would pay you, you know, as, as it says in their agreement, what they would pay you and, and how many episodes and what they pay you per episode. Um, I'm sure there would be some other details worked out in there. And if it ever went to subsequent seasons, they would still have to, you know, pay whatever the union, you know, requires and stuff. But you're, you're giving up a little bit, you know, up on the front to get into these contests uh, with the hope of getting, like, in this case, it would have been my first TV pilot made. You know, I think it's kind of a, an acceptable exchange if you're uh, trying to get into the business at that level. It's a pretty high entry point to get in having a TV pilot made. So, mm-hmm. It's interesting because we always think in terms of money. I, I'm waiting right now to find out uh, if I made the Spotify boot camp. I submitted to that and they're going to announce the finalists later on in this month. And the article I saw was a lawyer who said, hey, ladies, you know, that's great that you guys are all applying for this Spotify boot camp um, just as a background. Spotify is looking for women of color who have podcast ideas. So you're submitting fictional or I don't know, maybe some people did, you know, actual uh, like documentary type stuff. I don't know. I submitted something fictional narrative, but you're submitting your podcast ideas with the hope that they'll give you 10 grand to produce a couple episodes and you get a picture idea and stuff like that. So the trade-off you're like, well, but ideas are commodity. And if this is like a really amazing idea, you know, I could take it somewhere else and make more money with it and still retain control versus, but then they're teaching me how to make the podcast and then I get to pitch it. And do you know what I'm saying as far as like, well, right. you give up that idea. Yeah. I'm, I'd have to go back and look at it again. I'm not sure in the PlayStation thing, the people who did make the top five um, who go on to make their pilots, I don't know if they signed additional contracts or if there was other stipulations. But if they make the pilot and then they don't pick up the series, does that mean 
the rights revert back to you? You know, that that's the big question I, I had. In this case, I kind of feel, I don't want to say I feel lucky for not having won, but I was able to go out afterwards and start pitching my show to all kinds of people and telling them how it was a top 10 finalist, you know, because at the end of the contest, when I didn't make the top five, it said all the rights revert back to me at that Mm -hmm. point. Yeah. So that was kind of for me, I'm like, well, you guys go have fun, you know, making your pilots. I'm going to go out and pitch it to, you know, networks as a full on TV show. Had some interest. But I mean, the the nice thing about that is at least you can go around and say, look, I was a finalist for this contest. These people saw merit in this idea, but I still have control. Exactly. It's interesting because back in my days when I was a songwriter, you know, I was working as an independent songwriter for several years and learned how to make money at it. Basically, I, it was my career for several years. And I remember I had a lot of friends in the independent music world this is when American Idol was really big. I think was the voice just coming out at that point. So there were a lot of song uh, singing, I should say, contests and stuff happening. But one of the things that that people said was, uh, I don't want to audition for American Idol because if you go on there and you sing an original song, apparently it was somewhere in the contract that they would own the rights to that song. And you're like, wait a minute, but that's my song. And I, I wrote it and I'm going around, it's on my album and I'm touring with it. So you don't go on there with an original piece. And for people who were already making a decent living at music, the idea of giving up that much control wasn't worth it for the fleeting shot of making it quote unquote bigger. So I can imagine that American Idol wants to be able to market all the music from the show and like albums and videos and stuff. So they want to hold the rights to it. So kind of makes sense from that perspective. But right. As a participant in that program, you're you're basically giving them your music then. So mm-hmm. so I think it kind of depends on where you are level-wise. I mean, if you have absolutely nothing already, right, you have nothing to lose, then you really don't have anything to lose by giving away that idea, theoretically. At the same time, remember when we had uh, Christia, she's a lawyer, and she said, be an idea factory. So even if you're putting that idea in a contest, you have 10 more that are just as good, if not better. So if they take that idea and run with it, and you don't have rights, now you still have your other 10 ideas. So you should still be generating concepts and ideas and stories. Yeah. And one thing we've run into with Reclamation and Synesthesia, the, the, the sci-fi and horror films, was uh, there were a couple of festivals that turned out to be basically fronts for online channels. And basically anyone who entered basically got in if you had a decent film because they would offer you, oh, we'll put your film on our online channel so everyone can watch it. And you maybe you'll get a little bit of revenue eventually sometime, pennies here and there. And it was basically them just sourcing you know, content for their channel, not really uh, caring that much about awarding you know, prizes or, you know, actually evaluating the pieces. Um, and we declined a couple of those because we didn't want our movies to be online on some channel that someone else was going to be, you know, making money off of our work without either compensating us properly or possibly um, making our ability to sell it elsewhere or to enter other festivals uh, an issue because of festivals limiting distribution, you know, of your film before you can be in the festival. Yeah, you always got to read the fine print, especially especially when the contract says they would own part of the idea or the concept 
or what have you, because that to me is more dangerous than, you know, put it up on our website and, and we'll use it for free or something. I think it's more dangerous when they want a piece of the idea. Yeah. In one case, one of the websites said we own the rights to sell it to somebody else, actually. Like they could then sub license it to an, another, you know, outlet or put it on a DVD of a compilation kind of thing and sell that. So you have to, yeah, you have to be careful of uh, who you're giving it to and what they plan to do with it. Mm-hmm. It can impact your ability to, you know, you know, leverage and monetize it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I mean, and this might be, again, because I was doing independent music and I had figured out how to make money at it as an independent, but I'm a big DIY person. So I think if you do have a great concept and you can make it like, for example, a podcast and you have the money and you can fund it independently, then fund a few episodes independently. You're putting your own money in, but you're investing in yourself. And that means you get 100% of that return. And most importantly, the creative control. Just like if you can, when we did Reclamation, that was privately funded. Again, if we sell it, you're going to get 100% of that back to pay the actors or the crew or whatever, or you put it back in your fund for something in the future. But if you sell that idea off, and I think that's a, a, a rookie mistake, a lot of first-time people will do that because they're like, oh, I just want anybody to sign me, you know, as a songwriter, as a creator, as a whatever. You're like, great, a producer loves me. Take everything. No, because you need to retain something. Otherwise, you'll be on the streets penniless, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, especially like uh, I wrote a feature film that was part of a potential franchise. So when they option wanted to option it, you know, they wanted to option it forever for no money and they wanted you know, any subsequent, you know, sequels and stuff. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't sit down and do a proper purchase agreement to lay all that out. So I was really hesitant to go forward with those people. So definitely uh, get a lawyer yeah. too, to make sure. You're, yeah. Lawyer up. They're worth it. They're, lo- they're worth it. Yep. How about for you guys? What do you think about the whole, should I put my, should I give my rights away as a newcomer or should I just hold on to everything for creative control? Let us know your thoughts. Tweet it at us at WG Therapy. You can also find us online at writersgrouptherapy.com. And if you like what you hear, subscribe and share it with your friends. We'll see you next week.